Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Ike, we've been doing our show now since 2019, and I believe this is the very first time we've this done a pod in person. Mark, this is the first time in person. Welcome into the Believe in Steelers show on the Believe Network. I'm Mark Bergen. He's Ike Taylor. Yes. This is fun. So we got a lot to talk about. Chase Young rumors where he's going in the final year of his deal with Washington. Dalvin Cook's a free agent, Ike. We're going to talk about your 08 defense. I know that tweet's been going around, making its round in Steelers Nation. But we start, we know that training camp is going to start July the 26th. Latrobe, St. Vincent College, the 56th time that the Steelers have held training camp in Latrobe, PA. I'm excited. We're just a few weeks away. We got to get through the rest of June, most of July. Then we're on to training camp. The Steelers sending you again. I know you went last year, but we'll start there. Are you going to be in training camp this year? Yeah, so flip my hat so everybody can see me. Yeah, so I'll be back in training camp on the 26th. Uh, the 28th and the 29th, I've now, I got uh, two like unofficial but official visits that we got to go to for school back-to-back days. So that's going to be interesting um, between Tennessee and Notre Dame. So we're going to be shooting out there. So I'm going to come in come out. But yeah, really this month has just been like very busy. Like I just left Pittsburgh Sunday, got here yesterday for my mom and my uh, nephew. He graduated. Shout out to LJ, he's graduating. He's going to the University of Army for football. Friday, I got New Orleans to go to. So we just been bouncing around. So like these last two weeks, it's been real good. But yeah, if I ain't busy, I'm not happy. So I like to <laughs> Like, congrats to you and your family and everything yeah. too. You texted me, you were like, hey, I'm going to be in North Carolina. Right, do you right. want to do the pod in person? I was right. like, let's do it. Got to let's do it. First. So, okay, so you're on the move continually because i know you just got back from notre dame correct uh i know you were in tennessee a few weeks back you've been all over what i want to know though training camp we talk about latrobe and we've talked to other guests we've had for steelers fans a lot of times they'll go to you know exotic places exotic vacation no 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 they just go an hour down the road to latrobe to go see the steelers in training camp no, there's the famous story of when you met Troy for the first time. Like, right. it, we talk about that. Like, what memories come to mind when you think about Latrobe? <laughs> history. It's a lot of history um, I've had in Latrobe, not only as a player, but heck, as a scout. You know, so um, not only as a scout, but even at a time when I was with the network. So it's just, a, it's, a, it's a lot of history. It was before me. I'm um, just listening to the guys in the 70s when you want to talk about, uh, Latrobe, how it was, the cornfields, and then you fast forward to the 90s on what Latrobe was. Um, they were just starting to build the dormitories for the training camp. So then you get into my era in the 2000s, the early 2000s, like, dang, we living, we living real good. Fast forward to the mid-2000s on which we in right now, Mark, it's like, dang, these young kids li- living even better. We thought we was living good, so they're living better. So Latrobe just over the last 56 years has like evolved into like, this is home. So for me, you know, around this time between, you know, June and July, you just get that itchy finger because football season is approaching. And when you get to Latrobe, it's just like being your se- being at your second home, but it's a lot of history. Who did you room with when you were there? Like what was Short that set up like? Time. 
It was Troy and I. All 12 years. All 12 years. Oh, it was my Troy Lord. So that's what I said. We you you get to in. know each other on a more intimate level when you're rooming with someone, too. Yeah, it's like, it's like, it's like your wife. Like, like Troy and I, like, first of all, we both OCD when it comes down to being clean. Like, that was, that was, I'm so glad that was my roommate because I, I got huge um, OCDness when it comes down to being clean, Troy as well. So we was uh, that 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 was just like check 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 and another check. We checked off down to every box when it came down to that. He likes to get up early and work out. I like to get up early and work out. So that was perfect on time. Um, transferring to him getting up, uh, you know, saying his prayers. Like I would say my prayers at night. He would start off in the morning and at night, but it made me start off in the morning like getting on my knees, saying my prayers. So it's just like a lot of small things I picked up from TP uh, that you just, you know, put it into your everyday lifestyle. Was it your choice to room together year after year after year? I know as no, rookies, it was just decided. They did it as rookies. Omar, Omar shout out to Omar. He's the uh, GM <laughs> right now. At the time, he wasn't. But he was like, uh, you and Troy be good roommate? And I was like, yeah. And then from that point on, it was like, don't ever bring us up. Don't ever break us up. So my rookie in second year, even when we traveled away, we roommate, got the two queens. Then our third year, when we started starting, we just, we had our own rooms. Like third year, was just like whatever. But yeah, that I've been with that dude for the longest, 20 years. 20 years. I've been with that dude for 20 years. I'm sure you saw the clip, uh, Bryant McFadden's show yeah. with, with the note. Uh, the All Things Covered podcast, mm -hmm. great podcast with Bryant McFadden, Patrick Shout Peterson. Out to and Pat Pete. Yeah. Um, that story is incredible. Yeah. That story was incredible. And just to know, like a, a simple gesture, the ripple effects that that had on the rest of his life, I think speaks volumes to him as a person, let alone what we know Troy on the field as a player right. as well. And, um, that note in the fact that he still had the note too, right. uh, just something so small, I, I think speaks volumes to them. And I, again, I know like you witnessed that firsthand coming into the league with Troy, dude. leaving the league with Troy. Mark dude is just different, bro. TP just different. He, he's a different, he's a different human being. Like I look at Troy totally different from anybody I've ever met. Like that's how I just look at Troy. He's like, you can't even, it's only a few. Is 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 R.I.P. Paul Paul Rooney, it's Coach LeBeau, and it's Troy. And I got one I see every day in my son. Them folk. Like I look at them, I look at them folk totally different from anybody else. But Troy is just a unique individual, man. It's just is 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 it's hard. You gotta be around them. So once once you're around them, Mark, you like, oh, okay, this is why I was, was talking about. Well, he doesn't do media availability all that right. much. And it seems like every time he does an interview, there's a new story that you didn't know before, right. even from something that happened, say, a decade ago. Right. It's, if, listen, eventually we're going to have him on. It's going to be, it's going to be, it's going to be, it's going to be history when we have him on. Like, I know he waiting for the right time. Yeah. I'm waiting for the right time. And when we sit down, it's going to be a lot of laughing and crying. Like, I, I hate that. Like, I can already tell how this going to go. So, TPA just, uh, 
he 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 he's gonna do what he need to do. But when we sit down with him, it's it's it's, it's gonna be a good time. Ike, I'll intro the show and then I might get one or two questions. I can usually find something with my research, but I'm standing out of the way and just letting you two chop it up. And I witnessed that firsthand when we had head coach Mike Tomlin on mm -hmm. and how comfortable he was to me, like watch that interview, watch his other media availabilities. Mm -hmm. And it's like night and day difference in terms of your ability. And a lot of it, it's not just your ability to make someone comfortable, but it's the relationship that you have with the person as well. I mean, yeah, Coach T like, Coach T like my big brother. You know, Coach T, like as, as my coach, as my coach, he still was like my big bro, like a brother I never had. Um, and then fast forward, you know, 15 years later, Mark, he's still like my big bro from the front office side and coaching side. So uh, when, when me and my son uh, went to Notre Dame and talked to Coach Free and was in the office for like an hour, you know, he said one of the one of the things Coach Tomlin did, didn't even know Coach T, once he got a job, Coach T just got his number and just hit him up. Hey, congratulations on your job. Anything you need, holler at me. He was like, they ain't even know Coach T. So once Coach T did me that, I'm like, man, it's got to be a good dude. Fast forward, me and Ivan, we go to Notre Dame, and, he, and we just get to talking about Coach T and how good of a dude he is. And I hit Coach T like, man, I'm about to hit Coach T right now. Where we at? Coach T and pick up. Two seconds later, he called right back. Like, Coach T was like, what's up, Ike? I said, man, I'm with Coach Free, man. We're at Notre Dame, me and Ivan and the family. He was like, Oh man, he just ran it. Like Coach T ran it for like five minutes. Like, this is what you getting from Lil Ivan. This is what his dad is, blase, blase. Hey, Ivan and Ike and Danielle, this is what y'all getting with Coach Free. This kind of guy he is. And Coach T just like, he he ran it. I'm like, dang, Coach T ain't have to pick up. But you know, he didn't pick up on the first one, but he called me right back. So Coach T is just, he's another unique uh, individual. So it's just, like I say, Mark, man, I just been surrounded by some good people. It's cool to see that the networking you're continuing to do, though. Um, you know, obviously, we're going to let Ivan star on his own right and blaze his own path. But then in your role as a scout with the Steelers now, it's cool to see where it's the next phase for you in your post-playing career to where you're continually challenging yourself. And so, I mean, with training camp, too, it's going to run through August the 18th. You got the first preseason game on August the 11th. And like, Ike, I'm saying this out loud right now. It's June 13th. We were recording this right now. This is going to be here before we know it to where we're going to be doing, what, our fifth season together here on the show too? That fast. Like, this is going on your five. That, <laughs> that fast. So time, they 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 say don't blink and time flies and, yeah. and time, is, time is flying. Um, but yeah, that's what I wanted. Mark, you kind of hit it on the head with me. Like, I don't want to be not only just a football player. Football is just an avenue for me. Like, I'm really, I'm, I'm fulfilling two dreams. I wanted to make it to the NFL. I wanted to make it to the NFL. I didn't know I would be this successful. Win Super Bowls in the NFL, wind up doing that. Um, Hall of Fame owner, Hall of Fame GM, Hall of Fame coach. Like, it's, that's hard. Like, all I've been around is greatness. Hall of Fame teammates. That's all I've been around. Um, now I'm jumping to the front office. Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. as, as my homie, 
as as my little homie Howard G, uh, cigars would say, you can't script this. So mm-hmm. even if you was a producer, it's just like, dang, the good man just been blessing me. Like I, now I'm I'm playing for I'm in football. I ain't even got to play football, but I'm in a position um, that I always wanted to be in. And it's you know sometimes the dreams don't come true twice. So it came true for me one time, and I'm on my second stint with this. Mm-hmm. So. Just totally fortunate that you know you and I we just met out of the blue like a random out of the blue, and we talking about five years later. Yeah. So yeah. it's just you know you might have a plan, but God just might have a better plan for you. Like yeah, your plan cool, but that's what I got in store for you. Really quickly, we will continue this conversation. Today's episode of the Believe in Steelers Show brought to you by BetOnline.ag. The NBA Finals just wrapped up. Might have the Stanley Cup final wrap up tonight. Knights, Panthers, we'll see. And then, Ike, we got a lot of baseball between now and then training camp. Preseason football is going to be here before you know it, though. So, if you want to place a bet on any of the action, betonline.ag is the place to do yeah, it. Yeah, 365, 24-7. Whatever bet you want to do, whether it's golf, merging with PJ, merging with uh, LIV. Uh, shout out to, to Yoka and the Denver Nuggets for winning their first NBA Finals Championship. Or if you just want to get into some hockey, get into some hockey. But just like I say, man, betonline.ag, 365, 24-7. Use the promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. Ike, this tweet that's been going around, the right. 08 defense. Right. Every level of the defense, and I'm just like, stud. Stud, stud. Then I look at the linebacking core specifically. Like, I know the DBs are sick, but I look at the linebacking core and, like, if I'm an opposing running back, like, here, you can just have the football. Like, right. Hey, that OA defense, uh, we don't, we don't, they don't talk about us enough. And it's cool because historically, I would say more like the top five defenses ever. In history was that 2008 defense. We uh we changed the rules. That was like the beginning of changing the rules because we was doing we was doing we was putting a lot of people to sleep. And, I, and I'm talking about Nyquil, uh, Tylenol PM, <laughs> anything that was strong. <laughs> we was doing that on the field off of physicality, yeah. Mark. So people can say. What they won't say, I mean, we was at the time knock on wood, no disrespect to nobody else, but it was hit the head, the body will follow. So, and then the NFL was like, man, y'all just, y'all just, y'all just too reckless with it. But that's 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 all that's all we knew at the time. Then it then it then they changed the rules, Mark. We had to hit, we couldn't hit no more. You had to certain target areas. So we was just like, you know what? Since they don't want us hitting up top, we just gonna start blowing ACLs out. So, so that 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 was the move. But you know, guys, like, man, I'd rather y'all hit me up top than to blow my knee out. Wow! And me sitting out six, seven months. Well, I know Mike Tomlin went on Ben Roethlisberger's podcast, mm-hmm. and he was talking about the physicality that you're speaking of, Ike, about how the 2010 group was actually even more physical than the 08 group. But mm-hmm. it's it's almost like vintage bottles of wine collection where it's mm-hmm. like, oh, the 08 edition, the 10 edition. 
Do you think the 10 group, which also went to the Super Bowl mm. and lost to the Packers, mm. do you think the 10 group was more physical than the 08 group? I'm going to go with the 08 group. I mean, Coach T, from a coach's perspective, might look at it differently. But like you say, it depends on what grapes. You're talking about the 2008 mm -hmm. grapes or the 2010 yeah. grapes. By the end of the day, both of the bottles cost $170. So we ain't even, we ain't even tripping. <laughs> yeah. it, it just depends on what year okay. you want to have, you know? So, man, that's 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 what it was. Yeah. Um, just the, the, same, the same mistake, just from two different years, um, depending on what the season was with the grapes. So I just know that that 08, <laughs> that 08, like we listen, I think it was 13, either 13.7 was averaging 13.7 points per game. Mm -hmm. Y'all might get a touchdown and a few field goals. In the meanwhile, while y'all doing this, some of y'all gonna have to go through concussion protocol while we doing this with y'all. One, two, we gonna make the other side, your mom and your daddy, your grandma, whoever raised you, whoever in your household, we gonna make we gonna make them ask you, is this what you really want to do? That's that's <laughs> that's that's that, that you talking about bad intentions? Yeah, Mark, we had some from. One to 15, because we was going 15 deep depending on sub packages. So from Casey Hampton all the way back to Troy and the subs we used to make in between the linebackers, defensive line, and secondary guys. All of us had bad intentions. I mean, it got to a point, and you know, my, my catching was very suspect, but it got to a point on the back end we had a linebacker mentality. We would rather knock you out of the game than catch a pick. That was our intentions that year. That 08, you want to talk about reckless, being savages. So you can only imagine how training camp was. Like that training camp was like, oh my. Training camp was so. Was training camp tougher than the regular season? Training camp was tougher than the games. Well, that's why we wasn't, we was like, and th that was our whole mentality. Like, we're just gonna, we're just gonna out hit everybody from the offensive line to the defensive line. And y'all can know we running the ball. We running the ball. 23, 23, 23 is our number. 23 is our number. We going 23 dive. And this is where we going. Stop us. Nope. Like our mentality on both sides, Oh, y'all knew y'all knew our defense. You knew it was blessing. It was cool, but somebody had to pay. Somebody had to pay the toll. Like we love fantasy football, right? Right. Two hundred thirty-seven yards allowed per game with that defense in 08. Like, think about okay, whether it's Tyreek Hill or Stud running back, do that in one game. Whole offense, two hundred thirty-seven yards. That's all you're getting today. I don't think we had a hundred-yard rusher that year. Nobody, no, nobody rushed. Nobody rushed for hundred yards. I don't think. I don't think. Oh, what, one, what it was, one forty passing, one twenty something passing. Yeah, it low, lowest in that category. Yeah. And I think the rushing was like second. I want to say the rushing was yeah, second. So, so, so I looked up the stats. I don't know all the top yeah, so of my head. Picture, but. picture your quarterback only, you know, passing for hundred and forty yards <laughs> every game. 
So what you think the receivers getting little to nothing? Well, and here's the thing too. It's just like if you put up that statistical production now, you're not going to be the quarterback for that much longer. But you're doing that every single week. Omar, we're doing that every week. Every week we're doing that's what that's what I'm saying. Like, I mean, Diggy, because the bull got something coming out about that 08, because he said he ain't never seen it. He Diggy said he ain't never seen nothing like that. Out, out of all his 60-something years in playing and coaching, damn near 70. Yeah, it was 63 years, but he said he ain't never in his life seen nothing like what we was doing in 08. I would probably put it top five I because I was trying to figure out where you stack up in history. The 76 Steelers defense, which that team did not win a Super Bowl, but probably had the best defense in franchise history. Reason being, there's a 9-0 and stretch after starting 1-4. and mm-hmm. Five of those games were shutouts. Three of those games, the Steelers' defense only allowed three points. And Jack Ham said, this might not have been the greatest Steelers team ever, but probably the greatest defense ever. In that 9-0 and stretch, Steelers allowed 28 points. Yeah, that's I mean, So, I, I, to me, that 08 team, that 76 team, Tomato, tomato, but it, it's right there. No, I'm gonna go with. I'm, I gotta go with the seven sixteen. I mean, just. I mean, <laughs> I mean, off of that nine and zero stretch, um, you only come away with twenty eight points, five shutouts. Mark, that's hard. I'm talking about not even field goals. We ain't even talking about touchdowns. And I believe the field goal posts were closer up at that point yeah, too. Up. So you could. Touchdown. So you could. It conceivably would be easier to get a to get a field goal Basically, compared to how it is now. Getting past the forty, that's all I was saying. <laughs> yeah. Y'all not getting past the forty. And, and it's funny too, Ike, because whenever we do this exercise each offseason, where it's just like, which former player would you add to the current roster? The answer is always mean Joe Green. The answer is always mean Joe Green. He pioneered all this. Like mean Joe Green was the pioneer of this is how we playing. For the rest of still the history. That was mean Joe Green. He started all this. So, yeah, if it's anybody, I so it's me and Joe Green, and for me, Casey Hampton. Casey Hampton. Then out the Casey, I would say Aaron Donald. Them three. You always bring up uh uh Casey Hampton. Uh, I feel like probably didn't get the credit he deserved. No, I mean, you always say like the house built from the ground up, Mike, but you always bring him up. And honestly, you're like the only person I hear bring that up in terms Mark, of being the middle of that defense. Mark, our defense wouldn't have been that defense without Casey Hampton at all. Super athletic, so unselfish. Like to see this dude, to see Big Ham move laterally up the field and vertically, like, man, I can't, I can't believe this dude 320 and this is how he moved. And I'm talking about, and that's why we all love him. Like to play nose tackle in a three-four, man, you got to be very unselfish because you would never get the credit because you got two guys on you just so the inside the Mac and the Buck can roam free, and that's all Ham did. And it, it just became we became so appreciative of Ham. Man, we had to get a we had to get a few defenses to be like just let Ham roam because the without him. We're not us. And that was him for us. Like, without him being in that middle, we're not winning Super Bowl. So you had to double team him up front. Yeah. Otherwise, you. One on one. One on one, he wasn't somebody. And, and we both know this too from a football standpoint fast way, A gap, B gap, direct line. So. Mm-hmm. 
Couldn't know sometimes three. Couldn't nobody check him, especially if you pissed them off. And usually the only person that pissed them off was probably me. Cause I say something to him, <laughs> like, damn, y'all just gonna let him run all day on us. And you know, for him, running on that defense starts with him. So we go back to the huddle before before Pot Dog James Ferry, before Pot Dog say break. I'm like, damn, y'all just gonna let him run all day on us? And he'll look back. Like, yeah, I got him. <laughs> from that point, they start passing on us, Mark. He be like, oh, so y'all just gonna let him pass all day uh, on us? <laughs> so give you a taste of your own medicine. We'll go back and forth, but without without Casey Hampton, it ain't it ain't what we was. Like if Casey went on the field, um, if Casey wasn't there, we wouldn't have been in defense. That we would have been doing all these statistic and physicality for us. Like everything started with him. Yeah. Other great defenses too. Like, hate to admit the 2000 Ravens, they're up mm -hmm. there. The 85 mm -hmm. Bears are mm -hmm. up there. Mm -hmm. O2 Bucks as well. Mm -hmm. Warren Sapp, Derek Brooks, mm -hmm. Simeon Rice. Yeah. Uh, you know, Coach Tomlin was mm -hmm. on that staff too. Yeah, he so, cornerbacks uh, coach. I mean, I'm probably forgetting one or two defenses historically. I mean, I know like the... No, nah, it's 76, 76 Steelers, 85 Bears, um, 2000, what it was, 2000? Ravens, 2000, Ravens. yeah. Uh, who else? Then then I, would, then I would say us, that 08. But you can go, you can put us, you can put us in there two times. You can go 08 and you can go 2010. Like, whoop. Listen, Mark, I don't think people, I don't think people understand how reckless we was. We changed the rules. When James Harrison and Troy Polamalu was alternating defensive player of the year, it was changing the rules. Yeah. It was like, y'all. <laughs> In the leagues, like, this isn't good for the league because it's, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. We had, so, we had so many defensive players to go see Roger Goodell at the time, like, Man, we was we was paying each other fines. Like, bro, you got fined? Like, yeah. Hey, <laughs> hey, everybody put put in the it, pot. Put it, put it in the pot. Put it in the pot. That's not coming out so and so check. That's what we was doing, Mark. <laughs> and I don't know what other franchises are doing that, but I think about we were talking a few weeks back about uh Mel Blunt about how the pass interference rules changed, but with that defense collectively that you played on in terms of targeting. In terms of hitting players' heads, concussion yeah, protocol. Which, we, I mean, that was a huge problem in the league too. It was, but we, we was doing it. It, it, it might have happened a couple of times throughout the year. We was doing it every. Somebody was falling asleep every game. Do you remember though, like ten years ago, where it was like, is football going to continue to exist as a sport? The popularity and it was a huge issue in terms of concussions and protocols and players post-career like I get why the league had to do that but that was a real issue that the league faced like 10 years ago like no it, it five was, 10 years ago no it was it was, mark it was a big issue we just we just opened Pandora's box like we was doing it somebody get hit every blue moon real hard in the NFL but mark we was one team creating so much violence every week it wasn't and we was doing that to quarterbacks like Quarterbacks, receivers come across the middle, tight end, running backs. Like we didn't, we didn't care who it was. So at the time when it, when Lamar Woodley and James Harrison was hot coming off the edge, 
them boys was putting them boys was putting you know <laughs> quarterbacks in the dirt i mean we played cleveland cleveland one year they third quarterback we played cleveland one year they got out to their third quarterback the third quarterback went down um they had to go back to their first three quarterback and their first three quarterback was out with a concussion like that's how bad you know what we go from one to three three out let's put one back in and one ain't supposed to be in like that's what we was doing wow wow like we'll keep this rolling uh delvin cook's a free agent i know he's 27 years old three years of declining production i still think he has gas left in the tank i have a few thoughts on this now from the steelers standpoint they have 15 million dollars to spend i don't think it would be the right fit to say hey I'm going to try to get one more big contract if you're cooked to have to split carries with Najee Harris. We saw what Jalen Warren did as a rookie. But this to me, Ike, is an indication of, okay, we talk about the running back position being devalued. I think we're getting to a point in the league where it's not just the running back position that's devalued. Any non-quarterback position I think we're moving to a phase where the quarterback's going to get paid a premium. Joe Burrow is going to make $60 million per year. But other position groups, I think, and it's not just running backs. Running backs, are, I think, are on the forefront. But this, to me, is like, how can someone who's had like four straight 1,000-yard seasons at the running back position not have a job right now? He'll be employed before the start of the season, no doubt to me. But we're, we're devaluing other position groups. And I wonder at some point, do other franchises zag while everyone's saying, hey, you got to pay a premium for the top quarterback position? Where all that shakes out, this just, it, it got my wheels thinking now that Dalvin Cook's a free agent, despite the fact he's been very, very productive. In Send Minnesota. him to Detroit. Yeah. Send him to Detroit. Okay. Because you just, you just traded Swift. Yep. Swift just went with his homeboys to Philly, mm-hmm. right? You just picked up a first round Alabama running back Gibbs, uh, Gibbs, correct? Mm-hmm. You really don't have the backup. Send him to Detroit. <laughs> what what coach got going on over there? Dan Campbell lost, and company. Campbell yeah. got, you lost two. I'm about to add one back. So I ain't got to run my young boy in the ground. What about? I know they got uh, David Montgomery though, and it from the Bears. Three three headed monster. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like you you gotta you so so now okay. now. Now you can use Gibbs to how you really want to use him. Not only he can uh, run up in the backfield, you can put him in as a slot. Okay. So he he he's gonna be your jingle piece. Almost like uh kind of how you can get creative with Christian McCaffrey. You don't yeah, have yeah. he doesn't have to be a, a traditional running back. He's too valuable just to sit in the backfield. I see. He because he got exceptional hands. Mm-hmm. Put the man, line him up in the slot. Like if you if you if you like him over your third receiver, okay, you put him as a third receiver. Okay. He just so happened that he can play running back as well. Let Dalvin Cook, let Montgomery alternate when you want to in the backfield. Or if we like a mismatch at a linebacker or a safety position, I'm going to line him up in the backfield. I'm talking about Gibbs. I'm going to line him up in the backfield, let him come out the backfield, let him line up against one-on-one, that linebacker or that safety. But other than that, that's what Dalvin Cook brings. He, yeah. he'll, he'll bring that 4,000, four years over 1,000, to exactly the attitude he's looking for with Dan Campbell. And it's going to take a lot of pressure mm-hmm. off of Gibbs. Montgomery already have a few miles on him. Mm-hmm. Dalvin already let them two split the miles. <laughs> let them split the miles and that tread on them tires. Got your young boy sitting in the mm-hmm. cut. He's going to be fresh for a minute. And that's the, it, it, 
if I was Detroit, as soon as you start talking about it, I would just like scrolling through the teams and then stop on Detroit. Okay. Okay. That and then Jamison Williams too, his Alabama teammate is there too. Finally healthy. We can see what he can do mm -hmm. on the field too. I was thinking about the college pairings. A lot of teams are doing that now. The favorite right now is the Miami Dolphins, Ike. And as the kids say, cheat code because Tyree killed Jalen Waddle, the attention that they garner. You add a productive running back, you're making Tua's life easier. They're the favorite. However, I also think about relationships. Buffalo is in need of a running back, Ike. And we, I feel like every time we talk about Buffalo in a playoff push, it's they need a running back. Well, Dalvin Cook's brother, James Cook, also plays for the Bills. How cool would that be to see the two brothers team up again in the same backfield? Then you get a two-headed monster there. Bring out the best in each other in a competition in Buffalo as well. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't, that didn't hit my roller decks, but that was a good one. Um, you get them two in the backfield, it's called we cooking. Yeah. So you you get the two cook boys on one team. Yeah, that would that would be that would be perfect. That might be better than the Detroit, to be honest with you. Mark Buffalo. The Buffalo won't do it, because that's all Buffalo been missing. Buffalo been missing a bruiser now especially in the postseason. So their bruiser has been a quarterback, which is not good, Josh Allen, for the postseason. You can go on, bring on the second cook, the older cook, Dalvin Cook, to Buffalo, take the load all the way off of Josh Allen when it comes down to postseason play and running. And, yeah, you got action. Because both of them boys come out of the backfield and catch the ball good with their hands. Yeah, that might be the most perfect fit for Dalvin Cook since you said it. The Steelers have $15 million in cap space. Again, just with what Cook wants to do with his career, whether it's money, whether mm -hmm. it's rank, I just don't think the fit is in Pittsburgh because you're splitting carries with Najee and, and Jalen Warren. Um, but with $15 million, Ike, I don't think Omar's done. Between now and the start of the season, now, I don't know if that's adding inside linebacker depth. I don't know what injuries are going to happen between now and the start of the season. I personally think that there's been rumors about Alex Highsmith's extension entering the final year of his rookie deal. I think you get him under contract for several more years. I personally think that that's the move, but just looking at the tea leaves, Ike, and I try to be as good as I can at this, I think Omar Khan's got an, another ace up his sleeve between now and September 10th, week one of this upcoming season. Hey, don't tell him what, oh, man, oh, <laughs> you want to talk more aggressive? Oven is super aggressive. It's been a great I, off season. Man, I've never seen just in my still in my still lifetime, I've never seen off season this aggressive. Ever. Ever. Even 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 a draft. Like I've never seen this much aggression. It's like, oh, it's like really, I'm saying this, but figuratively speaking. It's like somebody who just been locked up and just got a lot of aggression in them <laughs> and they come out and they just spaz. Yeah. Exactly what O did. Like, yeah. O been waiting for 20 something years. And the fan perspective, Ike, is just like, well, we made this great move, but we still have this. And as soon as you say, yeah, but it settles down for a day or two, another Oben. another move is made. Hey, Mark O been spazzing. He been, he been, he been spazzing. It's like, y'all made me wait 20 years. I'm about to spaz out. And this, this is exactly what O is doing. He is spazzing, but he hitting like quietly. What, first of all, he started off with offensive line. 
so he got the offensive line right. So that was my number one wish in the offseason, too. Like, so listen, and I know that offensive linemen, uh, big uglies, big sexies, whatever you want to talk to, but when I watched the first round of the draft, I got Broderick Jones, and I'm like, I'm here, get my popcorn. The rest of the draft is gravy for me. I hey, all right. Don't even include the draft. So, hey, Andy, what you got over there in Philly? Since Andy was in Philly, what you yep. got sitting over there in Philly? Yep. Hey, I think I can sneak two, two offensive linemen <laughs> over there. What you mean, the both of the guards? Yeah, like one of one of Kenny Pickett's former teammates, the center. And I can get I can get this guard too. This guard, he's real good. Fast forward, you ask Jason Kelsey what he felt about the offensive lineman. He was like, man, he probably one of the smartest offensive linemen I ever been around. Then it's like, damn. So we got two two legit offensive linemen from Philly. Well, I saw what Philly did when it came down to rushing last year. Hey, what y'all think about this kid, Broderick Jones, sitting over in Georgia? Athletically, he's probably the best offensive lineman. He, he's still a baby in that draft. He don't even know how good he is. Oh, well, let's get him. Oh, well, we're going to have to do. Um, Jets, uh, New England, uh, we, Aaron, Aaron Rodgers, Jets, Broderick Jones for protection. Hey, Mr. Kraft, Bill, can we uh, go ahead on, hop over to Jets right quick? Yeah, the Jets in our division, right? Yeah, the Jets in y'all division. Yeah, go on, hop over. Who y'all trying to get? Y'all know who we trying to get. Yeah, we don't need the offensive line. All right, cool. Hopped over the Jets. Bam. Roger, 77, first round. The first round offensive line ticket since the uh, David DeCastro. Golly. Oh, oh, do that. Then we come, we come right back. 32nd. There, no. Before that. Hey, what you think about the slot receiver? We know uh, Calvin Austin the third; he's coming off an of injury, but we don't know yet because we ain't really started the OTAs. But don't they got a kid from uh, Penn State who went to Chicago? Then he went to the LA Rams. Allen Robinson, about six four, two thirty. Yeah, we gonna go it on and swoop him too. I see AR. I'm like, I ain't even know. I thought he was a tight end. I'm looking at AR like. Man, this dude is huge. And the Rams are paying like two thirds to three quarters of his of his contract. Like that's the genius of it. To where it's just like it, it's costing you essentially nothing to have him on your team this season. Check this out. You get a you get a general manager that did Ricky Williams deal back in the day. Who won on that side? The Saints or Ricky? <laughs> Come on, you already know the answer to that. My point is yeah, exactly. yeah. So now he the GM. So the money part. Omar with the money part, like. That's why the Steelers picked them up. The Steelers yeah. said, hold on. Who did that contract <laughs> over there? <laughs> Whoever did that contract, we need him up in Pittsburgh ASAP. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so now, oh, like, oh, 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 shifting the drive boy. While he's shifting the drive boy, he doing con he's doing contracts at the same time. <laughs> you getting a two for one. All right. You get a two for one. Yeah, like. Hey, Rams, I want y'all going up. Rams, we'll take them, but just y'all out of this percentage, y'all got to pay this percentage out of this, which, out of this contract, and we'll come back. Come on. Oh, this is what you're doing? Allen Robinson with a competent quarterback. It's never happened. Like, maybe the one year in Chicago, Trubisky was good for years, a pro bowler, they go to the playoffs. But back in Jacksonville, mm-hmm. Chicago, mm-hmm. you say, well, what about the Rams? Matthew Stafford didn't play this last year. He's mm-hmm. hurt. Allen Robinson with a competent quarterback because he's produced and played at a Pro Bowl level without one. 
And here's the thing, Ike, like he's the icing on the cake because we know what Deontay can do. I'm excited to see what George Pickens can do on something other than just a nine route. You got an alien in George Pickens. You got one of the best route runners in Deontay. You got two tight ends now. You got Washington and Pat just been Mr. Just throw the ball regardless of who's on me anyway. And you got Jalen and you got Jalen and Najee sitting in the backfield. And you got Adam Robinson sitting there. Like, I mean, he's a, he's a he's a he's a he's a tight end body, but he just so happened to play receiver. The man got options, bro. Like it, it's just like if people like people ask me what you think about Pittsburgh, and I tell them, don't be surprised. And they be like, surprised about what? I said, I don't want to say it. <laughs> I'm just saying, don't be surprised. I think this is gonna be the year before the year. So they're going to surprise this year, and it's like, oh, Pittsburgh's early. Then twenty twenty four, where it's like contention, Super Bowl. You're not just not just the division, but like this is an AFC contender. This team could win a Super Bowl. I'm not going. I'm not going to disagree with that. I, that that's that's where I'm, I'm at. I'm not. I'm not disagreeing with that. We, we have one more thing, like the Chase Young rumors. I would have said possibly a fit in Pittsburgh before the Marcus Golden signing, but. I go back to a few years ago when Mike Tomlin is on the sideline before a game and, and in Washington. And he said, yeah. So I'm not going to say never, Ike, but I go back to that conversation and just the way he's interacting. And you talk about that. Look, Coach T can give a player. And he's essentially saying, I'm paraphrasing here, like we're never in a high enough draft slot to draft someone that looks like you. Now, with Young, three games last season, nine games in the 2021 season. Injuries have been there before the golden signing out of it said, yeah, sure. Steelers need edge rushing depth, but Alex Highsmith in a contract season, I expect him to play at a pro bowl level. He was right there last year, stepping up in TJ Watts absence. We know what Watt can do. Uh, Marcus Goldman, a great deal as well. A very team friendly deal and willing to accept his role too. He's said that too to reporters and i think that's the difference between ingram uh uh, melvin ingram a few years back and then marcus golden coming in because ingram just wanted to get on the field each player is a little bit different but i'm not going to say never with chase young i think there are other teams you mentioned the lions earlier put chase young on the lions opposite aiden hutchinson then you got action in detroit so i'm not going to say it's impossible but I just don't see how it fits in Pittsburgh. Well, Omar, well, Omar being a GM, nothing is impossible. That's how I look at it. One, <laughs> yeah. two, yeah. two is like if Pittsburgh is all in on thinking they can do something this year, mm-hmm. and that's what it's looking for for me on how they just moving strategically throughout the offseason. So if Pittsburgh feel like they all in this year, that's a luxury pick. Could I ask you something, Ike? Like, I was thinking about this. Um, you bring in Cole Holcomb and Landon Roberts at the inside linebacker position. But beyond that, the depth is something that's a bit of a concern of mine. If you were to sign another edge rusher, or if you were to make a move to trade for a Chase Young, Ike, could you move one of the edge rushers to an inside linebacker spot or do some sort of sub package where normally you would only have two edge rushers, but to get different kinds of players that normally wouldn't play on the inside on the field. That's something I've been wondering about. That's why you pick up Keanu O'Neill. He's, he's I got see. A, he's, got I see. Inside, he's got an inside linebacker body. I see. You know That makes it, sense it, as a thumper. 
And if it's one thing he won't do, he won't come downhill. You know, he's like 215, 220. So, yeah, he might be a little bit undersized, but you know, you just you just create the mismatches. I mean, you're looking at the two the two dogs sitting in the middle. You know, so you tell your two dogs between Cam and company, hey, y'all get vertical upfield, let the two inside linebackers roam free. You know, so right now we're playing with speed. And that's that's what Pittsburgh is banking on. They're playing with speed right now. Now that you say that, that makes all the sense of the world to me, too, considering the teams in your division. So Baltimore reloading with the receivers, OBJ, Zay Flowers in the draft, uh, Nelson Aguilar in free agency as well to create weapons for Lamar Jackson, pairing them with Mark uh, Andrews, the tight end position. And then we know what Cincinnati can do and the weapons they have might have right. the best receiver trio in the league. Don't sleep on Amari Cooper in Cleveland Correct. as well. One of the best route runners in the league and consistently putting up a thousand yard seasons consistently. With any quarterback. So my point being that traditional three, four base package that you would normally play. Right. In the modern NFL, you're probably going to a nickel with five DBs on the field, probably going to a dime quite a bit too, as teams run more spread out, more shotgun formations. I'm just talking out loud here in terms of, okay, which players are going to be on the field when you're trying to stop an opposing it offense? It depends on who you're playing, you know? Um, right now, just looking at how, looking at the, the way the roster is set up, you know, 4-2-5. What I mean by 4-2-5 is four down linemen, two linebackers and five DBs. You know, that's a lot of speed. Your fifth DB got to be something like a linebacker. And that, and that, and that number five linebacker body is Count O'Neill. You know, he played strong safety for Dallas at some point in time. Um, outside linebacker at one point in time. And right now, just just for me, just guessing, Mark, on, off of what I'm seeing, you know, they're playing with speed right now. They're playing with young speed. You got uh, Minka, he's sitting back there, Hall of Famer. Um, he's he's all the way in his prime. Um, he still got three, four years left to be in his prime. Then after Minka, um, you got Pat Pete. He gonna wind up being a Hall of Famer. So you got your smarts and wits about that. Then you just picked up two young studs. You picked up JP, um, Jay, and damn near the first round, thirty second pick in the draft. That's that's young, some youth that you was looking for. And you get some um, a few more other corners. But then, you know, you acquire Holcomb uh, from, from the Redskins. And if you just keep looking at this tape, you're like, man, this dude here is really, <laughs> really good. The thing I like about Holcomb, too, and this is an indication of a smart player, Ike, when they have the green dot on the helmet meeting, they're handling the communication for their team. And he did that in Washington. He's the Luke Kuechly. Like, he, he's the Luke Kuechly. He's going to be the Luke Kuechly for the Pittsburgh Steelers. That's exactly when you – I'm talking about from zone coverage to man coverage to blitz. There's not too many people who can do all three. Holcomb can do all three. I'm excited to see his mohawk come training camp too, or, or the the mullet. I'm sorry, yeah, the said, mullet. Yeah, he said he told his wife, "Baby, I love you, but I got to keep this mullet for the way." <laughs> Ike, is there anything else you want to mention? I hope uh, we need to do this again in person. Um, you know, sure. we get Zoom technology, yeah. Streamyard, but doing this in the flesh. I yeah. just think, I hope this comes across to the viewers and listeners too. Uh, just get more of a rapport in the flesh. Yeah. Um, man, shout out to Believe in, shout out to Believe in Steelers podcast. Shout out to you, Mark. Shout out to betonline.ag for rocking with us since, since day one. Um, major shout out to all the viewers and the listeners 
for tuning in to Mark and I um, off of this podcast. Make sure y'all give us a five-star rating. Um, first time ever in five years, him and I, Mark and I have done an in-live, personable uh, podcast setting, which is fun. We got to do this more often, for real. I got to continue to improve the setup, too, to where we get a, mul- a multi-camera setup. I, cool. You always say Rome wasn't built in a day. We'll get there, though. Yeah, it's, we'll get it's, there, though. It's coming. We appreciate everybody for tuning in. Mark, you can close it out. For Ike Taylor, I'm Mark Bergen. Thanks for watching Believe in Steelers. We'll see you next time. Until then, take care. So long, everybody. Peace. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.